You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That was the problem. That's why I can't prick my fingers because, uh, like, just the fuck. Like, I could get tattoos all day long. I could let somebody just yeah. dig into my flesh doing tattoos all day. But like to prick my own finger, to I'm get like, into your uh-uh. veins. No, I can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah, now I've got a little, uh, a little thing right there. A little, you're part cyborg now. Yeah, you're basically. Give me, give me your hand. Give what? Your, what is this going to do? Get, turn it this way. What? Fingers out. What are you doing? Fingers. What do, out? Which? Oh, oh, I'm supposed to feel it. I see. How does it? How does it connect? It's stuck into my arm. It's like a, a needle in your arm, something like that. Yeah, it's, almost, it's like a shark fin kind of needle that's in my arm, and then there's also like, biggest, baddest. My, my arms, arms like a like shark, shark fin. fin. <laughs> oh, yeah. LL Cool J is now attached to my left arm. <laughs> Who knew uh, LL Cool J was diabetic? I did. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. he's a chef. <laughs> that, so why not? All chefs, yeah, are diabetic. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, well, like the I, Swedish I, chef? Uh, chef Jean Favreau, chef the movie? Chef Boyardee. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, the Keebler yeah. chef? Oh, Penny Marshall? Also elves. Oh, oh, no. Too soon. Is it too soon? There you go. There's our first movie of 2019. What What? what movie? Uh, I say Big. Was she in I Big? I say go, go Big or Go Home. She directed it. She didn't direct Big. She directed Big. She didn't direct Big. Uh, I am on IMDb at the moment. I'm going to look up the movie Big. She was in Hocus Pocus. Uh, she directed A League of Their Own. She did direct a League of Their Own. Maybe she did. Do you big. know what another movie she directed? What? Big. <laughs> By Penny Marshall. Yeah. Joe, Lorraine I don't Sherman think I big. believe you. No, you don't have to believe me. You just have to believe your eyes, Joe. Uh, and you know what? My eyesight is going. You have to believe My your... fucking eyes. Over the past week, dude. Oh, no. Like, my, my cl- nearsightedness is fucking gone. It's gone. It's not like one of those things that happen gradually, Joel. It just overnight. It happened like overnight. Like suddenly, I put something right here. I have to take my glasses off. I, turn I do to that my all dad. the time. Like, what? When What's... I do laundry now, I have to look at the tags. I got to take take my glasses yeah. off like an old man. What the fuck? You're gonna man. need bifocals now soon. Fuck you. So I'm straight. So let's. <laughs> your bifocal, <laughs> bifocal curious. So uh, your eyesight is going. Yeah. You've got uh, your part cyborg now. Right. I've um, got a enlarged prostate. Oh, do you really? Well, no. Oh, I th- congratulations. I think maybe that. <laughs> Congrats! You won. You got the trifecta. You're big, you have the you got the biggest prostate. Uh, no, I just wasn't taking care of myself I, at are, all. Aren't we all paying for the sins of our twenties and thirties at this point? Well, I'm paying for the sins of last week. No. Like, <laughs> I, I eat, punch burger. I, I, I ate horribly for a long, long time. Well, it's a good horribly. thing uh, the holidays aren't coming up, where it's know, known right? for sweets and high carb. Well, high fat I'm, ingredients. I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, but yeah, they put this, this monitor in me, and like the first time, the first reading we took was like my, bl- your normal blood sugar level should be between like I've got a range of between eighty mm-hmm. and like one eighty, like something like that. That's I think what it should be. I think it's between those two. Okay. Um. So you it, were 90? my first reading was at three ninety six. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, and oh, so right now, like... right now, when, before when I just checked it, I'm riding it at like two twenty one. Oh, you're down then. All right. And, well, I'm down, but I was earlier today. I was at like one forty five. I still haven't gotten down to like the, the double digit range. Well, that's average. Though, I got to right? get down. Da- no, oh, that's, no, that's where you currently are. You're supposed to be down in the double digit range, uh, and <sighs> so I've just got to work on balancing it. But yeah, like I said, I should have I should have taken the insulin shot before I came over here. Before I put food in my mouth, oh, no. uh, so it's it's fine. Are we gonna? Are you gonna would, pass out in the middle of this? No. Do I need to get we, you some orange like, juice? Like Jeremy Renner from Hansel and Gretel, <laughs> where I just I need my insulin. You say uh, Julia Roberts from Steel Magnolias, but uh, you know they're basically the same movie. <laughs> you know, I went to where uh, I went to where Steel Magnolias was filmed in uh, at the Magnolia. No, at, <laughs> yes. And it was stolen. No, they stole, they stole the magnolia. Yeah, it was like Ocean's hey. Twelve. <laughs> that's a, that's a good that's a good parody movie. Stolen magnolia. Steal magnolias. <laughs> it's just some dude in a garden stealing flowers. Or like uh, it's a uh, like like it's made out of steel. Oh, like like Metal Mario. Yeah, it's just took a bunch of metal flowers. Steel magnolia. Like from like Oblivion, you would see something like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> And the award for best soundtrack. 
best goes score. To Oblivion. I'm still upset that you Wait, didn't like that movie as much as I did. Is that what that movie's called? Yeah, Oblivion. Annihilation. Oh yeah, that's right. Tom Cruise was in Oblivion. That was the one where it was like still very weird similar clones of Tom Cruise. Oh wow! Spoiler alert! Jesus, Dude, that movie came out twelve years What'd ago. You think of that movie. I liked it. It's I remember. Not bad, right? I remember joy. Dude, here's my thing about Tom Cruise. Got a bad and we've talked about it a million times. Let's talk about this. it again. Joe. I've already said this before. Please, like sir. I enjoy his films. You know, you, you say what you want about the whole Scientology thing. Yeah, but I will. the dude makes movies I fucking enjoy. He, I just watched Mission Impossible Fallout. Yeah. I, did you see the whole thing yet? Most of it. Dude, it's a fucking good movie, it's man. Fantastic. Yeah, and he's it, he's always great. Oh yeah, he's so believable. He's, he's now a, finally starting to age, though. Yes, you are. So you sure, starting. His to face the, is getting a little jowls, pudgy. A little bit of a. His pudgy nose face. is continuing to grow. He's looking yeah. more and more like me every day now. Yeah, he yeah. is. It's not a, not a good thing. <laughs> but still, that motherfucker can, can run. Still runs all over the place. <laughs> I fucking man, I love that franchise. That movie was still a fucking great movie. What do you think they'll get up to? Because that was six, right? Dude, I don't know. They got to be making a the seven. The way they ended this one, it almost felt like it's time to put it to bed. It's getting there. Yeah. But this was like, I think, arguably one of the best ones. It sure was. And it still made a shit ton of money. Yeah. And and he is still a thrill junkie, and he'll just continue to, to want to do, do you think bigger Tom Cruise, and better stunts. Do you think Tom Cruise's ego will allow him to try to do what Stallone has tried to do with the Rocky franchise? Ooh, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Where I definitely he'll, see he'll hand it over to somebody else. Uh, I mean, when it gets to that point, when yeah. it's clear that, uh, that it's more sad... When when he becomes like Dick Clark on that last New Year's Eve, you know, where it's like somebody <laughs> and he said seven like twice while he was counting. He should have told Nine. him that's, hey. it's not it's not worth it. Seven, Dick, just seven. Let it go. Seven. The ball will drop without seven. You. <laughs> seven. I felt like Dick Clark was trying to tell us something in code. <laughs> He's just activated a sleeper cell. <laughs> <laughs> that was his his dying somewhere. Ed McMahon's clone has come to life. <laughs> Destroy all humans. That's, that's a deep cut, guys. If you ever watch like bloopers and blunders on TV, yeah. was hosted by those two. Uh, yeah. So showing our age. We uh, to Tom Cruise. Hey, dude. Hey, thanks for coming out to the show. Uh, God damn it! Appreciate I knew it. you were going to do that. Listen, appreciate. First it. of all, you only did four performances this time. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, like at eleven fifteen. Right. So it shouldn't have been conflicting with on anything. Yeah, it was conflicting with fucking sleep. Is what it was conflicting. With, oh, man. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> it's just it's I'm 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 getting old. It's hard yeah. to stay up. And, and are uh, are you? Do you have an enlarged prostate? Uh, I might. Do you have blood sugar problems? Have, uh, are you diabetic? I've got colon polyps. How about that? Doesn't that sound like a cereal? It sounds like a weird cereal. I was about to say. It sounds like a cereal. High in fiber. What would be the Get mascot a... for colon polyps? <laughs> it would look like uh, the Mr. DNA. It would just be a little polyp, uh, an anthropomorphized polyp. Am I, using I hear right? you have problems moving the mail. <laughs> colon polyps. Oh, no. <laughs> so what did you do this weekend? The, uh, what did I do? Uh, had a little, had a little date night. Yeah, went out and uh, saw some uh, some lights. Some, you ever been to the Vitruvian Park? There? No, I'm straight. Where they do the <laughs> where they do the uh, they do the uh, they decorate it all with Christmas yeah. trees oh, and stuff. They had a live band there that was uh, playing. Which band? Real, oh, just like one of those local cover bands, the old ninety sevens. It was something like that. Um, yeah. A little more, a little more uh, doo wop, a little more hip hop. Oh, okay. Uh, and playing some really inappropriate songs for mixed family environment. Really, were they playing like the Humpty Hump or? Well, when we walked in, thong song? they were playing. Um, uh, it's getting hot in here. So take off all your so take off all your clothes. So here's a bunch of little kids like jumping around to uh, a woman just singing to this audience. I am getting so hot. I want to take my clothes off. Wow. Well, what time was this? Seems really inappropriate. It was like 9 p.m. on a oh, Saturday. That's late. Well, For children yes, but to have still, children, out. children were there. That's safe harbor, man. Enjoy- <laughs> on, in radio, that's safe harbor. I guess so. Yeah, dude. You think they were playing like uh, Christmas carols ahead of time? Yeah, they were probably doing in. Christmas carols. They brought the weather outside. Yeah. And as soon as like 9 o'clock hit, <laughs> record scratch. The black Give light it to comes me, on. Baby. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> it was a little bit like that. We were a little uncomfortable with the songs. And then I think they followed it up with uh, some. Um, was it Living Color? No, what are they called? In Living Color? In I Living love that Color. show. Yeah, no. The, uh, I love that show. I'll Make Love Handyman. to You. Handyman. Yeah. I'll Make Love to You. Why? Dude, see, that's just a, a rough song choice anyway. Yeah. Great for karaoke, though. Girl. I love any song that just says, girl. Mm. And then you do that I've and been you feeling, lick your lips. I've been, I've been thinking so long about you. 
I go to the bathroom. Mm. Sometimes I can't help myself. Well, well. I come in the toilet. <laughs> oh, well, well. <laughs> Little Gregory Abbott. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he went, you read my mind. Girl, I want to shake you down. Oh, well, oh, well. <laughs> it works for everything. It's one of the worst songs ever. Worst songs ever. Fucking Gregory Abbott. You take a drink every time Gregory Abbott does a well, oh, well in one of his songs. <laughs> Man, you'll be fucking drunk as shit. Uh, uh, no, so we we closed out uh, Slay Hard with a Vengeance. Oh man, I'm so sorry, Mister Hurt was great. Guess who didn't miss it? Your wife, Ryan Jenkins. Ryan Jenkins, friend I know. of the show, Ryan Jenkins, was... and ho- co-host of the Craniacs podcast. I know. Sarah texted us and was like, "We sat uh, next to him and his wife," and I was like, "Oh, I could have met the great, yeah, the great Ryan Jenkins." Yeah, it, here's he went and saw Elton John, and then came to my show. And you call me gay? Yeah. So, <laughs> so no, we closed out the show. And then kind of relaxed a little bit, man. Had, had a little bit of a relaxing Are you Sunday. glad that it's over? Glad that... Uh, 2018. Did, have you already... Fucking 2018. I, see, I've got this pair of shoes, Joel. Mm-hmm. And this is going to sound really stupid, but it's a pair of shoes that I bought when I did Slay Hard the first time. Okay. I've worn them in every show that I've Oh, they're I've like done. your lucky boxers. Kind of. Or whatever. They've, they've been on my feet every show that I've done this year. Hmm. Uh, and so I was going to take a little picture of them and write a little thing about like these the, the journey of these the shoes. shoes, and they're going to get thrown away. Like they they they're tore to shit. Um, but yeah, like I was just kind of thinking about that. I was like, wow, I managed to wear these shoes in every fucking show that I've done, and there was only one set of footprints. That's right, because, because sand were... people ride single file to hide their numbers. <laughs> They were carrying you, Joe. <laughs> yes, the sand people. The, you, or my were, shoes. They were what with you the about? whole time. I'm talking about Santa Claus. Oh, Joe, shit. Okay. Obviously. Yeah, guys. This is the Editing Bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joe. And this is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies. Sometimes they're bad movies. No matter what the case, every week we will try to watch a movie and then come back here, talk about it with each other and with you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners. Give us a call. 1-800-5800-TOM. <laughs> Why are we doing our radio voice all of a sudden? Just because you did that masterful segue into Santa Claus, it was a. I'm, I'm a. I'm a master debater. A master debater. And a cunning, a cunning linguist. linguist. <laughs> ha ha! Dump that bitch. You know that almost got nominated for an Eddie Award for best <laughs> what, impersonation. Yes. Uh, my brother Lauren was here <laughs> recording. Nobody knows who fuck Tom Likas is. Yeah, but you know what? He didn't even know who it was. But he said it cracked him up. He said yeah. he went for like five minutes doing that. <laughs> it, it's a pretty dead on impersonation. If you've never heard Tom Likas, sadly, uh, didn't make the cut. No, that's good. Neither, but... neither did Tom Likas, by the way. Oh no. <laughs> His fucking career. Speaking He's of diabetes. Like YouTube. Is he a diabetic too? I mean, look at him. <laughs> I've never seen what he looks like. We're splitting hairs here? I've never. No, I don't have any hair. Is that a joke? Um, because I'm bald? <laughs> no. What the fuck, man? Like hair. Like Why a, you gotta beat me up? Like a bunny rabbit. Those kind of hairs. So I don't know if you saw Facebook today. Talk to me. Uh, uh, it's, I, now, it's now official. Mm? Um, What's up? I don't know if you saw. No, I didn't. Sarah posted a picture. <gasps> of what? Uh, our, our announcement. That we've got a little uh, bundle of joy on the way. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, you already knew this, but this is great. No, You're doing this it for is the radio. First time I'm hearing this forever. <laughs> we've got a uh, we got another baby on the way. Woo! Congratulations. Yeah, in April, coming soon. Cuchinati number four. In April, we've got a little boy. We're gonna we're gonna even up the sides now. <laughs> it's like Mambo number five. Mambo number five. <laughs> uh, a little bit of Harper. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah. No. So we got a little boy on the way. Still oh, haven't figured out a name. So excited. Well, you got five or six months, right? We were we were thinking about like a cute theme. Like having another H name kid, like Henry and Harper. Mm. Uh, I want to name him Han. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> we're still we're still working what on. What about it. Hans? Hans. But then someone's gonna throw him out a window. Oh, that's a good call. Like, man, yeah, I'd rather the kid get carbon frozen. He'll hate Christmas. Throw, He'll grow know, up right? hating Christmas. Be like this fucking movie that my dad likes. Yeah. Uh, no, but we're we're really excited about it. Again, Sarah just posted uh, the little announcement on Facebook. Oh my gosh! Uh, so we got to break the vow of silence. We're so happy for you guys, yeah, man. Thank you very much. Can't wait for Harper to have a big brother, a, a little, a little brother. brother. <laughs> that would be weird, and man. For you to have a another, no sleep again. Your namesake. And no, yes. no money. Well, you know what? You can't buy happiness, though, right? Oh, man, but you can rent it. <laughs> <laughs> There's some commercial on the radio that keeps doing that. You can't buy happiness, but you can rent it. Uh, all right, so we are, uh, we're closing in on Christmas. In fact, this is our final episode before the holidays. The final countdown. <laughs> that song will be coming up later in this episode. Stay tuned. That's all right. We're days away now from uh, right. Christmas Eve, Eve, Eve. Eve. 
Eve. Uh, That's yeah. my Wally impersonation. And so, uh, so I wanted to get us in the proper spirit. No more a little like you know cutesy fucking like diehard shit. Love actually. Love actually. We're really we're gonna alone. get into what fucking Christmas is about. The real reason for the season, <laughs> Santa Claus. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> the reason for Christmas, <laughs> Santa. And it's uh, rare that we do like new movies. Like, when's the last time we did like a new movie that was out in the? Uh, well, this isn't really out in theaters. It's on Netflix, but it's just just as good as being in theaters, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I can't. Remember. I think Dave and Mike need wedding dates. I think you might be right. Or yeah. I don't know. Fuck. I think that is it. I think that's the newest one. Yeah. Um. So no, we're we're talking about the Christmas Chronicles, the yes. Netflix original film starring Kurt Russell as Santa Claus. <laughs> inspired casting. Um. Well, if it's just one person, then yeah, it's pretty inspired. <laughs> because as far as the rest of the cast goes, uh, it leaves a lot to be desired. Meaning that uh, you don't recognize any of the names You or don't faces. recognize any of the names. Um, I do recognize a couple of faces. Oliver Hudson. Who's that? Oliver Hudson is, uh, he plays the dad. Oh. Doesn't make it through the opening D- credit Doug sequence. Doug the dad, yeah. Doug the dad, who's also Goldie Hawn's son. Yes. Yeah, and Jennifer Hudson's brother. There's a whole uh, family connection in this, There's apparently. a huge yeah. family connection, and one that you may have missed mm? that we'll talk about later on. Oh, yeah, that's what you call a tease in yes, the Yes, it is. Um, so, The Christmas Chronicles. I don't know what the story is behind this, because the way like the name suggests, like maybe this is a series of films... Like that Netflix mm. is making the Christmas cinematic universe or something? I think it's more that just they have run out of, of titles. Like okay. uh, having to do with Christmas or Santa Claus or any combination of those words. Or does it have to do with them chronicling Christmas year after I, year with the camp? I think court? it has more to do with that. That There's kind of a found footage uh, angle to this, uh, to this movie. The little girl, the little main little girl, Kate... Uh, is running around with a uh, a camcorder circa like 1998. Yeah, like, right. that's the shit that I was training on. Little yeah. little eight millimeter camera. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Analog is big uh, now again, Joe. But in video, I don't think video things. Uh, it may have started with music, but I think it's permeating into. I don't think. Look, man, mm-hmm. records. I think have a nice sound. I think there's oh, yeah. a, a great pure sound to it. Mm-hmm. Video will never be no. It, it still will, looks like shit. Yeah. yeah. It, I just don't see that coming back. We were watching uh, last night. Uh, there was a, a, a Christmas special came out uh, back when, when you and I were wee lads. Yeah. Uh, remember Clay, Remember the California Raisins and the Claymation craze yeah, back there? Yeah, the Rankin the Bass, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed exactly. Reindeer. And... Will Vinton and uh, his studios. Yeah. They did a uh, Christmas special, mm, gosh, 20, 30 years ago now, called the Claymation Christmas. Oh, really? And, uh, I didn't see that. My sister bought it for me on DVD a few years back because I loved it. It was so good. You should. I mean, you haven't seen it before? Don't you point at me. I am, I'm pointing you. Fucking threatening Look at me. me. I'm using all four of my fingers. This is a four-finger point what I'm doing oh, right now. Lick the sides. Oh, God. What? <laughs> Cut that part out, Joe. <laughs> it's Christmas, Joe. Come on. Oh, yeah. Okay. My bad. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Claymation Christmas. And, and um, I was excited to show Jen. I'd already showed her before, but it's been a few years, so we popped it in. And... Uh, I forgot what it was like to watch 4x3. It's the worst. Content. It really is the worst. It's the worst. How did we grow up, Joe, doing it? Well, because our TVs didn't have any extra space. Yeah, but I used. I went through a phase there when I was in high school when I discovered when I started becoming like a, a cinephile. When you discovered Letterbox. Yeah, and I was like, I'm, I'm only buying widescreen versions. Yeah, like, that's, that's go what to I was too. The Sam Goody. Yeah, like because I want to see everything. Yeah, I don't want to watch Ghostbusters and, and see that elevator scene where they have to pan and scan from yeah. the, or they or they squish the image uh-huh. to try to oh, get that's everybody still, in there. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, yeah. No, dude, I did the same thing. It started for me. It started with Last of the Mohicans. Mm. Where I, Ooh, I, orig- I originally had the uh, the full screen version of it, uh, and I was like, okay. And then one day I watched the uh, the, the letterbox the the widescreen and realized there's a million other fucking things happening. Oh, yeah. Like some of those scenes are so dense with like there's action everywhere, and I'm like, holy fuck! You like there's all this other stuff happening. How much you've been missing? Yeah, yeah, dude. I grew up on the Star Wars trilogy on VHS, and then when they re released it, I think it was at like '97 or so. Yeah, you could get it in letterbox. Uh-huh. That was my first time, aside from seeing it in theaters. Sure. Where I was like, oh my god, I had no idea that C3PO was standing right there's there the whole yeah. time. <laughs> it makes all the difference in the world. It kind of does. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, your eyes are like your peripheral vision. Uh-huh. You see more wide than you do. It's, it's you're you not sure seeing do. a square. It's kind seeing... of like when you when you're driving. I I went to uh, mm. God in my radio days, which now are behind me. That's depressing. But uh, mm. but I I once did progress, a thing. Joe. I, yeah. Can't stop progress. I once did a bit with um, a promotion with BMW. They flew me out to the BMW plant in Spartan Ooh. Spartanburg. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and they, I, I was part of this whole stunt driving thing. And one of the first things that the instructor taught us was 
always look as far away. Like keep yeah in look, the distance. Look as far down the road as as possible mm-hmm. because you're going to pick up everything else that's coming at you. Yeah, that's close. But keep your focus far off. Uh, and I never quite did that before. You know, I always kind of focus on what was right in front of me. Yeah. And it makes all the difference in the world. Like, you really can prepare for a shit ton more. Uh, and that's kind of how I look at the whole widescreen versus full screen thing. Mm-hmm. That, like, you've got that whole wide image. You're taking all that in in your periphery, even though you're still focused on the set. What's your favorite seat in a movie theater? Where do you sit? It depends. Okay. It Ooh, depends. I mean, obviously, everybody likes to sit in the center. Yeah, gotta be center. But, uh, but back when I, was, when I was writing movie reviews, I would sit far left. Oh, interesting. I'd always sit far left, and I think it had something to do with how we read a book. Like, oh. it's easier for me to kind of take I thought you were going to say because uh, easier to go to the bathroom, to excuse yourself if you're at the aisle. No, just so I airplane. didn't have to sit near all the other douchebag fucking reviewers. And stuff. <laughs> That's a good reason. No, I, you know what? There's, there's a couple of good ones, a couple of guys that I got along with, but I mean, like, <laughs> there's the, uh, the uh, Gary, what's his name? Kogel. Kogel. That, and I've told you that story Local before. Local Dallas uh, critic. Uh, he, he was a little tough to sit around and, and watch movies with. He was a talker. It's hard to imagine. Yeah, dude. It's hard to believe. Uh, so the Christmas Chronicles. Christmas Chronicles. So we open up in these kids. You know, we kind of go through, what, a good six years of Christmas? Yeah. Uh, oh, my gosh. This family. How many, like, different sets of children did they have to cast oh to play the same characters? Because we see them, like, like three. As a baby. It's, it's like four or five, it feels three, like. Three different ones. To the point where it's like. If you look in the credits, I think it's three or four different kids. I guess so, but it just seemed like. <laughs> it almost seemed like. This man is a, or these parents uh, have a, a whole other life. Yeah. Like four different sets of children that yeah, they're John celebrating. And Kate plus eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just going to different houses. I didn't think any of those kids like looked like the next set. I mean, except for the, the boy fact did. that she was One redheaded. The, there was a boy that he kind of, he kind of looked like uh, the next yeah, one. I guess. I just thought that was kind of comical. It's yeah. Like, really? At what point do we just, we don't need all these flashbacks. No, no. Here's my thing. Like we, we, uh, we plant the seed that like the father's a firefighter. Oh yeah, and, that's never a good we, sign. We we go through all these like the these moments of Christmas with everybody, and then we just kind of get this. Well, Dad's dead. Mm-hmm. How did he die? Did he die in a fire? The ironic thing would be if like he died of fucking you know complications and surgery because of you know he's getting his tonsils out and there were complications right. when he died there. Like we don't know how he passed away, so we don't know how traumatic it could have been for the kids. It's always tough losing a parent, but how? How did we lose this parent? Right. And these kids seem to at least the son seems to have fucking just devolved yeah. really quickly after the father passed. Taking away. it really hard. Yeah. Um. To the point where, like, he's become like a skater. Oh, yeah. You know he's a, a skater because a he boy. and his buddies carry skateboards around. <laughs> At no point do they actually skate. They're just carrying the skateboards around and breaking into cars. He said, see you later, boy. <laughs> oh, my God. So you've got these kids, and, you know, they. you could tell there was a closeness between this brother and sister when they were younger, and now that the father's passed away, mm-hmm. there's a divide. You know, mom has to work a whole crap ton of hours at the hospital. I guess she's a, a night nurse. It's so weird. Like she comes home and she's like, "You didn't even get these decorations up." Blah 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 blah. Where are you going? I'm going to go hang out with your, my friends. No, you're not, because I've got to work. I'm like, "What? You just, you just got, got home. home?" And it's like Christmas Eve. Yeah, and, and like you're leaving your. Okay, the one kid is, uh, I guess, a teenager. You could you could leave him alone, yeah. but the, the little girl, she's like seven years old. It's really just an excuse for these kids to be alone on Christmas Eve so that they could go on this grand adventure with yeah. Sandy Claus. Well, it starts off with the girl. She's going through her old videos. She's like super obsessed with videos of her dad, which, I mean, on one hand, I kind of get, but on the other hand, like from a narrative standpoint in a movie, it's disturbing. Like there really should be moments in this movie where she's seeing her therapist <laughs> and we're seeing like what's because she's like watching videos on the camcorder, not on TV. Right. Like not putting them in the Well, in the no, because PCR. no TVs made in 2015. <laughs> Can actually play that. Yeah, I guess we'll you're right about those that. those inputs. She's like, I miss you, daddy. And I'm like, wow, this is... It's sad. It's, it's dark very quickly. Uh huh. This movie it goes too long with these fucking kids. Like we yeah. go a good twenty two, twenty three minutes, almost thirty minutes with before just these kids. Fucking Santa Claus. Before shows we get up. to Santa Claus, arguably the highlight of the film when we finally get to fucking Kurt Russell as Santa. Totally agree. He carries the weight of this film. Every time he's on screen, every time he's doing something, the movie is compelling and it's moving somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It's doing something fun. 
uh, when it's these kids who are horrible fucking actors, Ooh, by the way. that little girl. Is, They're uh, really so bad. You know what? As the film goes on, she gets better, and there's some no, scenes. No, she, do- she doesn't. I think she does. I don't agree. I just think they front-loaded it with all of the... Uh, her looking at the videos and talking into the camera and uh, talking, telling Santa what she wants for she Christmas. She is so on YouTube and and like just well emotionless. She comes from the uh, Chris Columbus school of uh, child actors, which is no surprise because he he was a producer on this and Mark Radcliffe. Like this is produced by the same people that did the Harry Potter films. There you go. That's why at the end of the movie, he basically has a piece of the mirror that Harry looks into and he can see what he wants the most. Oh, I didn't even pick yeah, up on dude. that. You're yeah. absolutely right. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're, they're bringing that back around we'll, we'll get to that we'll get to that too you know what and also something it has in common with uh, harry potter is uh there, there's some dark tones but really light tones too yeah. it's kind of all over the place you have children in peril uh but yet you have computer animated elves yeah the, dude as soon as i saw those elves i was like all right so in about six months we're gonna have the spin-offs of this movie oh yeah this just starring these elves they are the minions of this universe uh-huh. yeah absolutely less interesting <laughs> less engaging minions? Yeah. less entertaining yeah Okay, so this movie, this movie is like, <laughs> this movie is like a combination of like, Adventures in Babysitting. Ooh, yes. Meets the Blues Brothers, mm-hmm. uh, with a little bit of Gremlins thrown in. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and like, I had fun with it. I did find it oh, fun. Oh, interesting. Despite how bad these kids are, and we'll get into more how bad the children are and how insufferable, <laughs> and I think the production crew thought they were as well. Oh, no. Because of what they end up doing in this movie. Um, but, like, it's kind of the the best of the... Or they tried to. It's like, not the best of. The greatest hits of the 80s kind of wrapped up into this movie with an iconic 80s star yeah. who's kind of helming the whole thing. That's true. But this movie, I almost turned it off about three or four times. We did. It took us three days to watch this film. Yeah, until we get to Kurt Russell. Yeah. And then when you've got him, dude, there, I would have never in a million years thought like... Me neither. Kurt Russell is probably my favorite person who have ever played Santa Claus. Because you, you, he doesn't really fit the look. No. Uh, I mean, you put anybody in the beard and the outfit and, you know, maybe they can become Santa Claus. But, you know, we're all used to kind of the pudgy, yeah. uh, portly. And they, they poke fun at that the yeah. whole time. He's like, that's not what I look like. Yeah. I've been dieting. <laughs> I'm going to the gym. Uh, Say ho, ho, ho. I, I don't do that. Yeah, I like how they kind of... Flip all the, and then uh, he does the most aggressive ho 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 at the end of the movie. He does, yeah. It's like he's calling her a whore, (laughs) pointing at her, saying, "Ho ho ho! Here's your fucking ho ho ho!" (laughs) Uh, But there's a sincerity to Kurt Russell. He is giving like two hundred percent in this role, and it feels like there are times where he's giving so hard. And these kids aren't really giving him anything back. Yeah, it's like throwing a a tennis ball against a wet curtain. No, Santa, Santa, no. We've got to save Sam. We've got to. I'm going to ride on these reindeer. She's not the best. Teddy, I'm falling. Teddy, I can't help. help Teddy. Well, what's your what's your beef with the with the older boy though? The I don't think he's boy. very good either. He wasn't that bad. He was he was playing. He like wasn't teen angsty compared to her. He wasn't that bad. He's got an but arc by, on his own merits, dude. His his talent has nothing to do with the arc that his character has. <laughs> I do. En- okay, his arc affected me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I found myself getting a little tight in the chest in a couple points. Well, that's just the uh, uh, it's that it's it's the, it's the it's diabetes. just the clogged arteries. Um, no, so when uh, there's a point where uh, Katie, the little girl, uh, are, are, so lo- let me just catch you guys up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a point like the little girl and Elevator Katie bridge. and Teddy they sneak on a Santa sleigh. They stay up late enough. They find Santa. Uh, and at first, I thought that's what this movie was going to be. It was going to be like. Uh, like like Cloverfield, but with Santa Claus. Yeah, because like they're chasing after him, mm-hmm. and they got the. I was like, is this what this movie's going to be? Because that's an interesting choice. Uh, and so they end up finding his sleigh. They hop on the sleigh. Santa doesn't know they're there. Gets back in the sleigh, starts flying off, and the little girl like scares him because she yeah. needs a blanket or something. She's cold. Yeah, this leads to like a huge accident where the sleigh crashes in Chicago. And now, like, the sleigh's in pieces, Santa lost his sack of toys, and he also apparently lost his hat. All all things that are magical and that allow him to uh, go down chimneys and all the presents come out of the bag. And so he can't can't miss Christmas, because the last time he missed Christmas, it resulted in the Dark Ages. Uh, People just lose their shit. I guess so. So, uh... 
So now, like, it's up to these kids to help Santa find all the pieces. All his, mi- it's like a weird video game. You got to find all the missing pieces. Yeah, there is, wouldn't it? And then get them all together the so reindeer. that way we could save Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, so at one point, this little girl climbs into Santa's sack, and it turns out it's kind of like a TARDIS from Doctor Who. Yeah, it's just a never-ending bomb. Yeah, where she get, it takes her to another land, takes her to the Take North Pole. Take me to another place. Take me to another. So, um, so that's like. She, she ends up in this fucking bag and uh, meets these elves and stuff, like Santa's elves. Yeah, little computer animated uh, minion looking things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which, no surprise, the, the director, by the way, has a long history of animation. Like, he was oh. an animator at Disney, um, directed the Angry Birds movie. Oh, you, great. If you can say the word directed. Um, so, I think this may be his first venture into live action, which, if so, hey, not bad. Good on you. But when the elves show up, it felt like I was watching another movie. It felt like we went it's from different. here's a family movie that you've yeah. been watching to begin with, and that now we're we're right in kids' universe. Like uh-huh. you are now watching a children's movie. Right. We've uh, we've suckered you in. We did the old bait and switch. Yeah. So getting back to what I was saying. No, sorry. So she she goes into the sack <laughs> and it takes her to the North Pole where she finds Santa's like filing room where he keeps a list and he yeah. keeps a record on it's like every an old child. Library. Turns out uh, Santa uses the Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> he sure does. <laughs> so uh, so she finds her her family's file. And finds a letter that her brother wrote to Santa mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, and it was like you know uh, the one thing I want for Christmas is for you to. I know I don't think you could do this, mm-hmm. but the one thing I want is to just to see my father again mm-hmm. and and tell him. And we don't find out what it is. And even at that point, like I started getting a little like yeah a little emotional. And then at the very end, when Santa writes the letter back to the kid, he opens his present. And the mm-hmm. letter says like I don't have the power to do what you want, right? But I think that this will this might help. And it's an ornament, and he hangs up the ornament, and it's like that Harry Potter the mirror that yeah. shows you what you want. Mm-hmm. And he looks in the ornament, and it's got this magic, and he sees, sees his dad, dad, and his dad tells him he's proud of him. I'm proud of you. And that at th- that point, I started getting all like, oh man. And it's that fucking up manipulation. Mm-hmm. That's what it fucking is. It's because it's not a strong bit of writing. It's not real. It's no. not a strong script. It's just taking that lowest common denominator the emotion thing yeah. and finding out okay, this is going to hit him in the feels. That's not hard, and it's not skillful, and uh, and it's just manipulative, just yes. like fucking up. It's just <laughs> manipulative, and so like while it affected me, yeah. I'm pissed at it for doing. But that. you know what? All movies attempt to be manipulative. Not all of them are successful. Yeah, and so if it if it elicited an emotion from you that it was going for, then uh, you know, good on it, right? More more kudos. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Fun little Christmas family. You mentioned something, though, um, when Santa does write that letter back at the end, and he reads and he says, I, because he just wants to see his dad again. Uh-huh. And Santa says, I don't have the power to do that. Which, at this point in the movie, seems a little surprising, because Santa Claus, in this film, is basically God. Yeah. He he knows everybody. Uh-huh. He, know, he knows every every. Every place that he walks into, he's he like, knows. Oh, the hey, it's little Mikey. No matter how young they were, now they're all grown up. He knows them as adults. He knows what they wanted. He yeah. knows th- their desires. He knows what they gave. Uh, he he even knows what, still what's currently going on. Where there's that one oh, sure. cop yeah. who's having relationship problems he's with his old girlfriend, his wife. Yes, yeah. he knows everything. Yeah, he can uh, he can he can teleport. He can transport. He can he can kind of stop time. Basically, sure. yeah. He's he's going across the world. He's, and he, he is a god. And it's almost as if he didn't actually crash the sled. No. This was something that was supposed yes, to happen. we find out so later. he could help these children. That he didn't even need the hat in the, in the sled. Which yeah. is such a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> because we set it up and we plant that seed twice. Like where he's stuck in prison and the fucking elf gets him out and he's like, Mrs. Claus always said, pack a spare. Yep. And he's like, all right, hey, thanks. And he finally gets out. And then at the end for him to be like, I didn't need the hat. I'm like, fuck you. you why did you do this? Just to teach these kids a, a lesson about the meaning of Christmas? You could have still done it and been honest. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the No, my problem with this movie is we never needed to follow these kids. They didn't need to be the focus at the beginning. It could have been Santa. We could have opened it up and it could have been Santa. And a whole bunch of shots of like a leg, a hand, an arm. Like until finally he gets in the sled and like there's stowaways on his sleigh. And like, oh, like what that. the fuck? And then we finally see it's Kurt Russell and like these kids. And that's like we see the movie through his eyes because he is the most interesting yes. character, actor, whatever you want to call it. Man in the world. In this film. He's the most interesting force in this film. And the, 
even though these kids, I guess, go through a journey, he's a far more interesting protagonist. And, you know, you bring up a good point because in this t- day and age where all films... Um, we, we can we can play around with the timeline a little bit. You see it done in TV and films all the time, where they start off with a big action sequence, or we start off with a, 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 I'm going through Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, most of the episodes begin with these still shots, these close-ups yeah. of, of some scene that you're going to find it's out later, later in the story. what happens, but you don't know, but it's intriguing. And then we go back and we tell the backstory. Yeah. That would have been a nice way to grab you in sure uh, and introduce the Santa Claus right. character. Before the 30-minute mark. And I get it. Like, we don't need an introduction on who Santa Claus is. Hmm. You know, everybody knows who Santa Claus but is. But this ain't your daddy Santa this Claus. This ain't your daddy Joe. Santa Claus. No, this is this is fun. This is a fun twist. Like, what they're doing with Santa in this movie mm-hmm. is really interesting. It's fresh. It's fun. I agree. It's a new way to present the character. Big trouble in the North Pole. But then, unfortunately, you're fucking bogged down with basically these two characters that are like... Sindel and Mace from the Ewok TV movies. Oh my god, they absolutely yeah. are. Yeah, hell yeah, she's a little redhead. <laughs> she was a blonde. Sindel was a blonde in the eh, Ewok Whatever, movies. light-haired, whatever. Uh, I like there's a big trouble because they do a little, uh, that when he first meets the cops and the cops are like, oh, oh, you're going to be in some trouble. Oh yeah. And he goes, he, and like, it's <laughs> yes. almost like Russell almost winks at the camera and goes, <laughs> yes. big, big trouble. trouble. <laughs> there's a few references in this movie that I think are very clever uh, and fun for those, for the initiated. Yes. Like, when they go into the restaurant and there's an Elvis song playing. Oh, yeah. And the fact that Kurt Russell started his career with Elvis mm-hmm. and then also played Elvis yep. in the John Carpenter TV movie. Uh, and and also, if you've seen 3,000 Miles to Graceland. There you go. Plays an Elvis impersonator. Just a big Elvis, Elvis fan is a overall. Huge, yeah, he's a huge fan of Elvis. Um, and was the voice of Elvis in Forrest Gump. Oh, that's right. I forgot yeah. about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, gets to uh, have a little musical number. He does. For Elvis song. Uh, which is uh, which is fun because that brings in that Blues Brothers element. Yes. Where they're in Chicago mm-hmm. and he's they're in, in jail. jail. Yeah. And I love the way he's like, uh-oh, the, the holiday spirit's down to 19%. Yeah. I got to do something to kind of to get that spirit up. And I'm like, really, dude? You're going to do a song and dance in a jail, in a jail cell, cell and that's going to raise the Christmas spirit. <laughs> The funny thing about that scene, though, is I'm sitting there watching it. He's in jail. He's talking to the guy. And they cut to a few other people in the jail cell. And one of them I immediately recognized as little Steven Van Sant from Uh, the E Street Band. There you go. I wondered who those people were. I'm like, that's little Steven Van Sant. Not... I've met him. Like, this oh, really? Is, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, and, um, and so, like, he, you, you might know him from The Sopranos, but mostly E Street Band. Uh, and I was like, I bet you anything there's a fucking musical number coming. <laughs> yeah. And no shit. Like, four minutes later, he's like, what did you? What was your favorite present? He's like, oh, was that Epiphone and blah, 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 blah. Right. And he's like, pulls him out. Pulls him like, out of his ass. Let's play. And I, you know what? For all intents and purposes, I should have fucking hated this sequence. No. And I had such a fucking great time. Who doesn't love that? a good musical number? Especially when you got Santa Claus singing Elvis there and in a jail Kurt cell. Russell Santa. It's jailhouse Rock. It. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, he's doing that song and dance number. Uh, but then, like, they, the only problem is they intercut that. Where, like, they cut away from him. And then they come back like five minutes later. And, uh-huh. the, and the musical number is the musical still number going is still on. going. Seems a little weird. That's not how you do a musical number. <laughs> you let them, you let it play out, then cut to the... T- but I do find that interesting that like Santa's with the kids. Mm-hmm. And I almost feel like there was something in production where like they felt like something wasn't working. Where they're like, oh man, like... the. Like these kids are really bringing Kurt down. <laughs> we need to write. We need to just separate them. Yeah, we yeah. need to get them out of here <laughs> because, like, everything that's going on with Santa is infinitely more interesting than the shit that's going on with yeah, the kids. I could care the less. kids are trying to find the bag of toys, and then Teddy comes across the thugs who also like it's what he gets the- he gets a look at future Teddy, and like they're yeah. all wearing knit beanies. <laughs> like, okay. It's like out of a, an episode of Law and Order. It's like <laughs> yes. what what film producers think. Thugs would thugs look, look like, like yeah, cocoon. Exactly. Like one of them even has like, <laughs> on Christmas Eve too. By the way, who the fuck is out like shaking down teenagers in Chicago at one a.m.? I don't know if you know this, Joel. Hmm? Ha- me having been to Chicago yeah. earlier this year, that's right. At the I know lake you've house. been. <laughs> I went to the, I went <laughs> went to the, to the lake, lake house. house. It's cold as fuck oh, yeah. in Chicago. Absolutely. So hanging out outside on Christmas Eve in the cold? Not recommended. Uh-uh. Not, not just like prowling a park to see if I can mug a kid? Hey, maybe a giant sack will fall out of a tree and uh, we can beat My it. sack. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, they, they they get his sack of toys and yeah. you know fly around in the reindeer and stuff. And it gets real dark though from that point on. Where they throw uh, the bag in the fire. Yes, and then almost Teddy. Well, and then he threatens. He's like, "Take care of him out back and throw and him. Don't in put the... him in recycling. That's right. Put him in the compost. Yeah, it's like wow, pretty harsh. Well, at least they're you know eco friendly. <laughs> <laughs> These are good thugs. You got a compost pile in in the inner city in Chicago? <laughs> what? Where are you putting that compost? Real progressive. It is. It's pretty good. Um, the uh, other references that they have in this movie, uh, you've got the. Uh, um, there's a character, a little boy, when the, when Katie goes to uh, to Santa's to the North Pole through the sack. Oh, that's she right. watches all the videos. Oh yeah, and there's a little boy the... named Bing Bing Bellamy. Bing Bellamy. Do you know what that? That that's a reference to. He's a nephew of uh, right? Is it one of his nephews. Bing is Kurt Russell's father's name. It was his father's name? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I knew it was a was, reference to. It was his father's name, uh. and so that's why they like Bing Bing Bellamy. Uh, so I thought I thought that was kind of interesting. You clearly knew that already uh, because I'm a Kurt Russell fan. There you go. Uh, so then the last uh, the last connection, of course, is the very end. Yes, which I did not see coming. They reference Mrs. Claus three four times in this movie. And then at the very end of the film, Kurt Russell's sitting at his desk, mm-hmm. and Back he the throws, throws Teddy's name on the list of true believers again. Yeah. He's a true believer. He's a, that's right, true believers. <laughs> it's your Stan Lee. How cool would uh, uh, Stan Lee as Santa Claus have been? That would have been... Uh, Santa Claus? Sta- Santa Claus, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the Mrs. Claus comes in. We just see her in, from behind. Yeah, and she turns around, and I kind of got it. When I like, I had to hear her voice could, a little I bit. I could hear from the voice, and then fi- when she finally, like, right before she turned, I went, "Is this?" And it was Goldie fucking Hawn. Goldie Hawn, who looks fabulous. Yeah, hold they on, have man. such a cute. Even in that small scene, I know the fucking chemistry between those. Are they two, still married? They are still together. Okay, They're common law. They've never I mean, been married. Oh well, okay. I, yeah, I, I thought it would be kind of weird. If they weren't, yeah, for them to be playing this role and but, then like kissing on screen, but like they're they're so compelling, they're so fun together, and that's the point where I was like, "Fuck me, <laughs> I think I want to see another one of these." Oh, you want to? I'd, you wanted li- to... but I'd like to see like I wanted to see like Mrs. Claus and Santa and kind of like have these people together, like to have Goldie Hawn show up at the end made me think of like movies like Overboard, yeah. how fucking fun they are together, yeah, and like. Well, shit! Was this a missed opportunity? Like we could have had Mrs. Claus throughout setting up for the sequel. So, when he's in the jail Mm -hmm. and he gives that he gives the black guy the trumpet. Well, first of all, he's pulling like these instruments out of what appears to be his ass. Yes, he's like, "Here's a guitar. Here's a guitar for you, and you get a trumpet." And I immediately was like, "Don't put your mouth on that thing." And he does. We don't know where it's been. I can't play it. He's like, "You sure?" (laughs) It reminded me of that South Park episode where they give Token the bass guitar. And he's like, I can't play this. And they're like, Token, every black guy can play the bass. <laughs> and he immediately can play it. And he's like, fuck me. That's what this reminded me. You know what the dead giveaway for me was uh, when we had the three hookers. Dead giveaway. <laughs> the, the three hookers in the other uh, jail cell. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's the same number of uh, backup singers that would be required for a <laughs> yeah, that's right. musical number. For a big musical number. <laughs> uh, so they end up saving Christmas at the very end. Of course. Uh, everyone has to face their fear. Teddy has to mm-hmm. it, it, forgive himself, it seems, and accept. Look, there's this whole like B plot with his knife. A Pierce sees things through, or whatever. Yeah, and, and I felt like it was kind of weak. It was kind of weak. Like it, it, Sarah, Sarah put it best. She was like, "It was like the fetch of this movie, <laughs> where like they tried to they tried to plant the seeds of it early on, yeah. and they came back to it maybe once or twice." And then at the very end, it was just it was supposed to have some emotional weights. Yeah, but it doesn't. Well, first of all, it's. That's a that's kind of a lame saying for yeah. your family to have. Yeah, a cuchinati always sees it through. A cuchinati always cooks at night. There you- <laughs> a cuchinati always cooks. Uh, Bernson is the one who knocks. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just going with that same Breaking Bad thing. Doesn't doesn't have the same same ring. A Bernson is a child in an infant burn ward. <laughs> Speaking of which, if the father died in a fire, don't you think that when he looked at his reflection in the globe, he, he should have been, been like a burn victim? <laughs> like Two-Face, yes. <laughs> Harvey Dent is my father? I want someone to go through now and like re-edit that so that's like other faces <laughs> showing up in that ornament. It's Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> Post-Mustafar. It's just, it's just a, an image of a body burning like Uncle Owen burning. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> The charred skeleton. I mean, you said you wanted to see your dad again. (laughs) I didn't mean currently, as he exists now. 
<laughs> that put a dark twist on it. <laughs> just like, he's like, the father just lifts his head. Hey, Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how the movie ends. Roll credits. That's it. <laughs> the thriller ending. <laughs> Vincent Price <laughs> laughing. <laughs> that's great. Kurt Russell turns to the camera with the yellow with eyes. The yellow eyes. <laughs> Cause this is Christmas. Christmas Eve. No, either one would have worked. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I tried, I tried to follow along with you. I was like, Ian Knight. Yeah. Oh my. No. 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 Uh all right. Well, I am surprised to hear and, and, and uh You're delighted to hear that I liked it. That you uh, that you kinda came around for the most it. part, yeah. Because when your wife uh, told us that she had watched this before we had set eyes on it. And uh, she, did she, she use the word hate? She, she said she did, Okay. I don't know if she said she hated it. I got the impression she hated it. We, oh, we kind of had a, We had a discussion about it uh, before I came here. Mm-hmm. And we, we had a back and forth. We both agreed. She definitely agreed that Kurt Russell was amazing. Yeah, in it. Like good He casting. did a great job uh, that he was the only one giving anything, though. Mm, that yeah. everything else was a problem. And that, you know, it's it's hard to say that this guy could save a script solely on his performance. Um, for me, though, I guess because of his performance, because of because I'm already a huge Kurt Russell fan. Mm-hmm. And and this was a nice, pleasant surprise. It was enough of a breath of fresh air what he's doing that it helped me overlook everything else that was going on. in the Who's film. your favorite Santa Claus in cinema? Like well, what? now it's Kurt Russell. Is it really? Yeah, yeah it's I, definitely Kurt Russell. I think so too because you think back as some. I mean, like, well, you got fucking Tim Allen from the Santa Claus. Oh, and then the guy from uh, from the Big Lebowski that played Santa Claus back in the eighties. Who's that? Oh, uh, oh, uh, in uh, Santa Tom, Claus the the movie. Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, yeah, or, or, Loki. Yes, <laughs> I was kind of confused. <laughs> the one who passed away lately. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So he was good. He, he was, was good. Uh, that and that movie was really fun. I like that one. But yeah, no, I think Kurt Russell's great. I would love to see him play this character with a stronger script, with better actors. Well, it's hard for me to believe that, like Netflix, Netflix, who's like got a, a fucking slew of great child actors with Stranger Things. Yeah, I know. Couldn't get a couple of strong actors, for, like good well, kid actors. It doesn't really work that way. I hear what you're saying, but again, I think the Chris Columbus. I think he had a little too much power over the casting, uh, yeah. and, and maybe even was a, a proxy director because because yeah. the, the director of Angry Birds, they're not just gonna like give him the helm, <laughs> give him the sleigh. Yeah, of your uh, your big budget Christmas movie with a little bit of oversight, right? And uh, I think maybe to the detriment of of that. I was film. hoping I was hoping for a little bit more, just because from what the preview suggested and what pe- how people were like calling this action Santa, <laughs> and especially when you've got Kurt Russell. Like, I guess I was I was hoping for a little bit. Like, I was hoping for an an antagonist of some sorts that well, like Santa would have to help them against. Oh uh, yeah, you say that, but remember like anytime they've tried to do that. You remember that speaking of the Santa Claus with an E, the uh, the Tim Allen series of yeah. films. Have you seen all three no, of them? No, just the first one. So the first one. First one's interesting, uh, but probably the most successful of the three. The last one, he's he's battling Jack Frost. Oh, played by um, Michael Keaton? No, played by um Martin Short. Martin Short. That's yes. right. That's right. I remember seeing the promos and, and, for that. And no. I don't think it needs an antagonist. I think what he's trying to do. I, I just think- but it's Kurt Russell. Like, that's that's Tim Allen. I don't see Tim Allen. As, he's not an action star. Kurt Russell's an action star. You know what? I got it. Lopan. That would Lopan be fucking. Comes back. Oh my god. Lopan versus Santa Claus. Oh my god. Christmas versus the Chinese New Year. <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit. That would be so fucking great. It's the year of the dragon. Oh my god. Twenty nineteen. Uh, the costumes for this. Like it what looks they, great. What they costumed him in, like the movie is, a, it's not a bad looking film. It looks good. Um, uh, some of the supporting cast is is decent. Uh, the cops that he's dealing with. The two with, cops are good. Um, well, the two cops are good. One of the the one guy, um, the the one he keeps talking about with like Lisa, call Lisa. Yeah. Like I feel like there's just a level of how dense a character can be. I know. Where like, like he's how much pulling more convincing out, like, do you know? Thing. Like here I am. I still remember the shit that I wanted the most that I didn't get for Christmas. Oh no! Like and so, if if Santa Claus were to pull shit out for me and be like this, 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 I'd have immediately you would have been remembered. Like, How do you know it's oh real? You're real. Yeah. I would have had the same reaction that the guy had in the restaurant where he pulled out the rookie Mickey Mantle card. Yes, and he's like, "I'll take he's it." He's like, "Yes, okay, yes, yeah, yeah." Do you know how much this is worth? And like that, the the the, the, the wife. woman like ripped it up. I was oh, like, that was heartbreaking. Was that was that was a scene that shouldn't have worked. 
And for the most part, it did. It just went on a little bit long. And again, another thing where, like, Santa Claus never was an all-powerful being like that to me. Like, where do his powers begin and end? Because now he's basically Jesus Christ. This movie is so anti-Christian. Because they've like taken, they've totally taken Jesus out of it. It's oh, yeah. all about Santa, no- Santa Claus is the the savior, and just the fact that he he knows everything, he knows everyone, and he has magical powers, and he can he can make things appear out I'm, of thin air. I'm okay with most of that because that's I mean that's Santa. He even says he's like it's my job, it's my job to know this stuff. But then there's yeah, like the pulling things out of nowhere. I don't I don't have a problem if he's pulling shit out of nowhere. That's like stuff that he would make in his workshop. Yeah. But you're suggesting to me that he makes a rookie Mickey Mantle baseball card. Yeah, I know. Which suddenly is going to dive Listen, the fucking value of that thing. We, as Americans, need to drop that, uh, oh, Santa is the one making all the toys, or the elves are the ones making the toys. We need yeah. to drop that as part of the Santa story. Because yeah. nobody is buying that anymore. It made sense back in the 30s and 40s when little kids were getting like wooden horses oh, yeah. and dolls. That oh, don't have Made in China stamped on ex- them. Exactly. But even when uh, little Kate is has dived into... Uh, do- dove? Dove. 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 dove into the bag. She dived. Hurled herself. She done dove into the bag uh, and is like sifting through all the presents. There's like a fucking car. There's a huge ass car. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, mm, I'm pretty sure Santa... And he even says, he's like, oh, yeah, well, I make cars. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, what? what? You know, there's no automobile plant on uh, uh, in the North Pole. Yeah. Elf did that a little bit too, but it kind of did it tongue in cheek. I remember where there's a there's a scene at the beginning of Elves when they're learning how to make microchips, <laughs> like processors. <laughs> it's like, all right. It's so funny. Elf is a fucking so classic, fucking man. Funny, man. So great. Um, so that, yeah, that, I I really don't know what else to say about this movie. I think it's I don't know if it's because of Sarah's reaction that my bar was lowered so much my most that too. I was like, okay, you know what? I like it. And I I told her I was like, you're going to be really disappointed in me. <laughs> I liked that movie. Uh, not that I'm like r- wanting to see it immediately again, but I don't regret the hour and a half. I sp- I wish it would have been a little shorter. Yeah, it didn't need to be an hour forty five. I think we could have cut some of that. Dude, some, that, some shit of the the that shit in the beginning. That shit in the beginning took so... way too fucking long. Yeah, like we know we, we are having problems at home. It's Christmas Eve. That's all you need. Santa's to coming. All right. Yeah. Here we go. Let's let's get this going. That's why I thought if we started with Santa, maybe we could then save ourselves some of that bullshit exposition. I like that. And, and to your point about having an antagonist, we've got the cops. Like, yeah. We have actual humans who don't believe, and like that can be the antagonist. We don't need the kid. I mean, you can work a kid in there, but yeah, you're right. This is a story about Santa. Uh-huh. Let's, let's make him the focus. And it, it you can still you could still have a story about kids and like you know mm-hmm. troubled youth. And trying to help them, you could still have that without making them the focus for the first 20 minutes of the movie. So is Santa Claus strictly an American icon? I feel like he's he's around the world now, he's right? He's around the world. You see him everywhere. Yeah. Well, in this film, he appears to only be uh, delivering toys to the continental United States. No, that's just where he's ending the night. Yeah? Yeah. Well, he he said, like he's like, he began I still the have, night as well. He was like, I just have the rest of North America like, to go. When did he go to China? When did he go? Oh, well, oh, oh so presumably before. Oh, yes, because we're time the last. Time. Exactly. We're the last time. So he starts in Australia. Yeah. Ends up in. Uh, Australia. Uh, <laughs> in Hawaii <laughs> would be the last one. Would it? Yeah, I think wait, so. is that right? Yeah, and then you get to uh, you got Japan and Asia. Over there you there go. And, yeah. Okay. So there you go. Who knows? All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> Turns out science checks out. <laughs> We've read the science of this movie, uh, but but yeah, no, I I dude, fucking Kurt Russell, man. He's he's fun he's got to that watch, twinkle man. in his fucking eye. Yeah, literally, yeah. He's got that the the beard works. That you think that's his real beard? Because no. I know he he grew a beard for um, what the fuck was that movie he just did before this one? I- uh, shit. Captain Ron. <laughs> Captain Ron. Dude, please give me a Captain Ron <laughs> sequel. Please give me that. That's what I want for Christmas. <laughs> um, do you have any other notes for this? Uh, let's see. I just took them down so I can do... Uh, no, I don't. What did Christmas Chronicles do right? Uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's the casting. Yeah. I th- but specifically, Kurt Russell as, oh, yeah. as Santa Claus, like that is the selling point of this movie, uh, and it's the best thing about it. Absolutely agree. Yeah. Kurt Russell is like it's where this movie succeeds. Uh, if he's not on screen, it, it's a million times more dull. It's, it's very boring. Uh, yeah. You just you're just begging for him to be back on screen, no. which makes me think like you need to give him another chance at this. You need to give him another another chance at playing this role. 
just to try to let's get it right. Yeah, let's get it right this time. What would let's we get do? Michael Dudikoff in there nah. uh, <laughs> as as a father of like a he's a single father <laughs> with a kid and like the kid doesn't believe, but the father does. You know, and he's like, I believe in Santa. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Take I just want to try to throw another '80s icon in there. Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, oh yeah, he's not really '80s. <laughs> I'm Jack Frost. <laughs> you cannot stop Christmas. <laughs> Only I, I can, can stop, stop Christmas, Christmas, but, but I, I will not stop Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did Listen Christmas to our Samurai Cop two episode? Right? Yeah. What did Christmas one? Chronicles do wrong? So, um, when the elves show up, the computer animated the minions, like we said, of this film. Yeah. It really did turn into a a. Not even a Pixar film, but like a uh, an Illumination Studios film. Yeah, where it was like uh, this film kind of existed in a sort of reality. Like this whole film is about believing that Santa Claus exists, right? Oh, he's real. Oh, all those tropes you know about him. Yeah. Oh, he's not fat. He doesn't say ho ho ho. He's just a dude who has all magical powers. That was the interesting thing about this that I found that like at no point could we we flirt with it at one point where the the brother Teddy almost tells his sister. You could tell like he's on the verge of telling her Santa isn't. Like yeah, at it, the very beginning, I can't remember what he was like. You, you know, it's just that he isn't, and she's like, "What? Going to watch your video?" Yeah. And what's funny is like we live in a world in this movie. We live in a world where, like, people are aware that Santa Claus exists. Like, mm-hmm. presents are under the tree that nobody else can fucking explain. <laughs> exactly, they are just there. Like the mom yeah. at the end of the movie is like oh I guess Santa showed oh up. look at that and and she's like he's like oh you you got a gift from Santa she's like oh man I thought you were you were too cut. old to believe in that no I think she said like you were riding the line there a little bit oh yeah and he's like yeah I guess I turned it around at the last minute like at no point is she's like I didn't, I didn't buy, buy that. that for you. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, so that that did come from Santa. Yeah, this film is uh, obviously playing the children as well. So there's yeah. only so much. A, uh... a little bit. But I like that. I like that it protects the magic a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do uh, I do love the way that they kind of play with the, uh, the moral ambiguity of Santa. Where he's like. Hey, that's illegal, you know, getting that taking that car. And he's like, breaking and entering. You do it every night in every yeah, house. Yeah. And he's like. Okay, he kind of got me on that. <laughs> he steals out of the guy's car. Yeah. Uh, so that's fun. Uh, what? Uh, so we talked about what it did wrong. It's the elves for me. Because for you, I, it was the elves. I, I, I just think the way that they're animated and directed, they didn't feel like they were real in this universe. Like, no. It felt like a, a, a Pixar movie. And they, and they were unnecessary. Yeah. Like we, we really didn't need them. They show up, they're a third act reveal, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's like, we don't need you guys. It's not what I signed up for. The movie's fine. Or Kurt Russell's fine on his own. He's carrying it. We yeah. don't need these uh, these toys that we're going to try to market to kids. Oh, yes. Okay, so I just felt like the, the fucking Katie and Teddy are the worst thing about this movie. She's pretty rough. She, I, I do think she gets better later on, but when we're introduced to her when she's recording that YouTube selfie video yeah, and just her big buck teeth. It's so it's, it's so bad and it's so boring and just trying to get to the... Like I said, I almost turned the movie off three times just because we weren't getting to it. Let's yeah. get to yeah. Santa. Yeah. And then when you finally get to Santa, it picks up. Uh, I feel like she could be better with a with a uh, with a director. director. Yeah, with Chris okay. Columbus, not over the lens. What um would would you recommend this? You know, um, I, earlier when I asked you, like, what what's the better iteration of Santa? Who who plays a better Santa? Like, what are your Santa movies that you go to if you're gonna sit if you're in 2018 gonna sit down and watch a Santa Claus movie? You, don't watch the Santa Claus. No. I revisited that recently. Yeah, that's weird and. There's a lot of... It's we hard. need to do that on the episode. It's on, hard to watch now. It is hard to watch. Like, Santa Claus flat out dies at the yeah. beginning of that film. Tim Allen kills Falls, Santa. He gets murdered, and then Tim, Tim Allen becomes him. And like, Really weird. Really off-putting. Um, and, and before that, like, the best Santa Claus movies come from, like, the 80s. Yeah. Like, the Santa Claus. Uh-huh. Um, or, like, The Night They Saved Christmas. I yeah. I don't even know if you if you remember that one. Or, uh, hell, even uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas. The Nightmare but that's Before not Christmas. a Christmas movie. So... Yeah, I think I can recommend this for yeah. families. It's got a little something for everybody. It's got the Kurt Russell for guys like you and me, uh-huh. and it's got the, the Minion Elves yeah. for, for the chillins. So seriously, guys, if you if you want, it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's free, too. Just Well, assuming you... You, you kind of know the gist of the kids, so fast forward 20 minutes, <laughs> and you'll probably be about where Kurt Russell shows yeah, up. You don't need that plot yeah. at the beginning. It's just, it's so overdone. Uh, all right. So if we were going to remake the Christmas Chronicles, how would we do that? I have recast. Uh, looks like seven. I have seven as well. All right. 
So, so you, I have both cops. I've got the mom and dad. Yep. I've got Santa and the two kids. Yeah, that's exactly what I have. Okay. Well, let's start with the dad since we only see him at the beginning and the end. Um, I can't take credit for this again. This came at the last minute, last minute pull from Jenna. Uh-huh. She said Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper's a good choice. Burn victim father. I've got a sort of theme, Ooh. but I, we can go back and forth. Maybe uh, I can guess it? You might be able to. No. Uh, my dad slash Doug would be Charlie Cox, who plays uh, Matt Murdock <laughs> in Netflix's Daredevil. Okay. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Have a very Marvel Christmas here. Uh-huh. Uh, how about uh, Claire, who's the mom, played by uh, the the... the the daughter from Father of the Bride. You remember that old Steve Martin? Is that who that was? Yeah, she's all grown up now. Oh, okay. I'm a little old. Um, <laughs> what? I went with the uh, like, and and the fact that we couldn't like revisit her. Like there was there couldn't have been something like at the hospital. Like yeah, maybe yeah. Santa we shows up see her in again. the hospital just to keep reminding the audience. Oh, she's a character in this yeah. film that you'll see again someday. She's, she should. Be, she's an irresponsible parent, no, she, but she's still <laughs> she, a parent. She, she, hey, she's bringing the the bacon home for the That's kids. That's right. Uh, she bookends this film, and I went with uh, Sex in the City's Kristen Davis. You know okay. her? She's the blonde, yeah. or the, the brunette. I went with uh, with Netflix Glow's Allison Brie. Yep. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. I think I know what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. Uh, cops. Cop number one and two. Okay, How so about- there's Officer Proveda, mm-hmm. who had the thing with Lisa. Mm-hmm. The interrogator, and then the one that started losing his shit when he saw the uh, the reindeer, yeah. which was Officer Jameson. I love that guy too. Uh-huh. Uh, I went with the uh, Key and Peel for my cops. Oh, okay, mm. you had a little team there. Uh, Officer Proveda, played by Mike Coulter, who plays Luke Cage. Uh-huh, Netflix's yep. Luke Cage called it. Uh, Officer Jameson, going to be John Bernthal, who plays Netflix's The Punisher. Oh, plays Frank Castle on The Punisher. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah, there you go. Uh, who do you got next? All right, we got the two kids then now, right? Okay, yeah, uh, Nick. I'm sorry, Teddy. <laughs> Played by uh, actor's name is Nick Robinson. You may know him from uh, the Jurassic I love him World in the movie. Office. <laughs> not, not Craig Robinson. Uh, Nick Robinson. He's been in a bunch of um, you know teen movies, but yeah, Jurassic World. He was the older brother. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right. So my Teddy, played by Dylan Minnette. From Netflix's 13 Reasons Ooh, Why. Ooh, love that show. Yeah. Why the fuck did I come up with that? I don't know, man. I only used him as my recast like every other time in That's 2017. Yeah. Uh, well, then uh, I think you and I may have the same Kate. Probably. If we're going Stranger Things, uh-huh. we're going with Sadie Sink. No. Who plays Mad Max. No, no. you're going Millie Bobby uh, Brown. Millie Bobby Brown. All right. From Netflix's Stranger Things. <laughs> I'm on to your clever You're on to what I'm doing here. And then finally, Santa Claus. Uh-huh. Ooh, well, let me see. So if you're doing a Netflix theme, what could you possibly have done for... Oh, I'm trying to think of that original programming. All right, just tell me. Mark Marin <laughs> From Netflix's Glow. Mark oh, Marin. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. So instead of being like action Santa, yes. kind of a... Not not really a Billy Bob Thornton he's bad Santa. Bad Santa. But he's kind of an annoyed Santa. Dirty Santa. Like, what the fuck are you kids doing in my sled? Like, oh, F-word Santa. That'd be all awesome. All over the place. All yeah. this directed by the Fast and Furious's Justin Lin. Justin Lin. Lin nicely done. Uh, well, my Santa Claus, um, I couldn't help but watch uh, Kirk Russell and just the, the take. Did you just call him Kirk Russell? Kirk Russell. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Kurt Russell. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. <laughs> it's late, folks. <laughs> got <it's> Christmas brain. <laughs> Kurt Russell. I really liked his take on it, where uh, he's he's kind of cantankerous. You know, he's not like oh jolly ho ho ho. Yeah. He's almost kind of like a I don't do the ho <laughs> ho ho exactly. Um, and what about uh, what about Big Lebowski? What about Jeff Bridges? As Santa Claus. That's really good. Yeah. Could he be the dude? Absolutely. That would be so fucking great. Just Just call me uh, Santa or El Santorino if you're not into the whole brevity thing. Saint Nick. (laughs) Saint Nicholas or Saint Nick. (laughs) Yeah, Saint Nick or Saint Nicholas if you're not into the whole brevity thing. Santa (laughs) abides. Pure Noel. If you're French. Oh, that's good, man. Uh, yeah. Jeff Bridges is a good one. I liked yours, too. Good theme there, bud. Guys, if you have anything... Well, just wanted to prove that Netflix could fucking cast from just the Netflix pool. Yeah. You can cast better actors. Uh, if you have any thoughts on how you would recast The Christmas Chronicles, if you've seen this movie and have any other thoughts that we haven't gotten to, please let us know about it. Uh, just go to Facebook dot com slash editing bay or put the editing bay in the search function there find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes click on that that's where you can talk back to us let us know what you thought about the movie let us know what you thought about what we had to say about it and if you've got ideas uh for movies for us to watch in the new year 
Go ahead and put those down there as well. We've also got a website, right, Joel? We sure do. It's not the Editing Bay. It's not Edit Bay. It is EditingBay.com. Please go there. Bookmark it. You're always going to find everything you need to know about the Editing Bay right there. You got a nice little uh, handy subscribe button if you want to subscribe to the podcast right from there. Uh, but if you're subscribing through the RSS feed, you're only getting the most recent 100 episodes. Remember that. So uh, click on that little archive tab there, episodes tab, where you can hear all 250 whatever odd the episodes that we're up to now. Uh, also, you can see pics of us. You want to support the show, you can still buy a t-shirt from us there if you'd like. Uh, and all manner of things on editingbay.com. Guys, leave us a rating and a review on the podcasting app. That would be awesome. Uh I don't know if that's exclusive just to Apple users or if that's on like Android and stuff too. But I think that's an Apple thing. Oh, okay. Well, if you've got an Apple device, leave us a rating that's and review. Most people are listening though. on your podcasting app. That would be fantastic. Uh, five star rating is great, and then in your review, just let us know what you like about the show. Um, I think that is it. We don't have any other episodes this year. Well, going into the Eddies, man. we don't have any no new movies. Uh, movies, but we do have two newish episodes that you'll be hearing uh, throughout the rest of uh, 2018. So uh, this was our final uh, new film episode. Uh, but next week, uh, it's a tradition we started a few years ago. Tradition! Um, because, as Joe tradition. mentioned, we are coming up on our Eddie Awards episode, our big end-of-year extravaganza where we uh, award... Uh, best and worst uh, films and categories throughout the uh, 2018 season. That will be coming up uh, right after the beginning of the new year. So we'll have one more episode next week, uh, right after Christmas. Of course, Joe and I will be uh, with our respective families enjoying some spiked eggnog, probably, and uh, yes. the the loved comfort of family. Meanwhile, you can listen to our recast <laughs> episode. So, so one of our we have like several categories in the Eddie Awards that is you know best male recast, best female recast, all pulled from our of course Dicks. I mean <laughs> infamous <laughs> recasting uh, segment of every show. But it's always hard to remember like um, you know out of context when you hear oh you know uh, best uh, male recast uh, Christopher Walken as Tommy Wiseau in the room. <laughs> Which I believe was uh, our guest my host, favorite, Jared Siemens. My favorite is how you recast people, and you only you recast actors as actors. You never say like the character name; you just put because actors. Because nobody remembers the character's name. That's so funny. Uh, so if you want to get a little tasting of uh, what some of those uh, recast award nominees are going to be, you can hear segments. Uh, we're going to have a, a, a special clip episode uh, next week, our recast special, where we'll play clips from uh, the recast segments of all of our episodes. Not all of our episodes, but. Uh, a good handful of our episodes from mm-hmm. 2018. Yeah. Uh, so you'll hear that next week, and then, of course, that'll be followed up with the Eddie Awards. So uh, right now, if you go to f- our Facebook page, um, you can even get links on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter, at The Editing Bay. And again, go to editingbay.com. You can now vote for uh, the, the the awards. The ballots the- are open. The ballots are now open. Uh, so click on the Eddie Award 2019 tab. And you'll see all the categories listed there. You can cast your vote and help decide who are the winners and or losers of the 2019 Eddie Awards coming up in a couple of weeks. Jeff, thank you very much. Ugh. Joel, always a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. Guys, check us out next week for the recast special and have yourself a merry little Christmas. Happy holidays. Ho, ho, ho! <laughs> You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.